happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the murder mentality uh, we are on January 3rd today um, and uh, it's a good day uh, but uh, you know I uh, received some news last night uh, that somebody I know and uh, tattooed and uh, you know was a a close acquaintance, I guess, you know, at least somebody I, I knew through Cassie pretty well, um, has passed on suddenly. Um, as a matter of respect to the family and the people who've been affected by this, I'm not going to name names. I'm going to maintain a level of uh, discreetness there. I think it's really important to keep in mind, um, that it's, everybody's going to grieve differently. And, um, I want to respect that. But what I do want to talk about is the fact that I know too many people that are approximately my age, and I'm 37, getting ready to turn 38 in February, um, that have passed on recently or suddenly that have children and families totally unexpected from a plethora of different reasons. And what I want to get across here is that life is short and precious. It is something that we must cherish, not just the lives of the people who are with us and share our lives with us, but our own lives. Kind of the message I want to get across here today is that it's too short for you to hate your life. Morning, Chris. It's too short of an existence here on this planet, no matter whether you live 90, 35, 10, 5, 2, any amount of years. It's too short for you not to live a life that you can be proud of, a life that you can look back and say that you did it right. A life that you can live and be proud of daily. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, you know, I got some news last night that uh, another person whom I know that is, you know, approximately my age has passed suddenly without warning, no, uh, you know, warning at all, no precursor, nothing. Uh, and what I'm trying to kind of get across here, guys, is that I want you to take this whole thing that we're going through, that we're all living through moment by moment seriously. I want you to enjoy your life. I want you to be the kind of father and mother that you would like to be. I want you to have the relationship with your creator that you know you need to have. It's also too short for us not to gain a relationship with our creator. I was talking to somebody just yesterday, a client of mine who works in a nursing home. And one of the things that uh, I have heard consistently I, from older folks, and I know from people who have worked in nursing homes or who have worked for end-of-life care, things like that, is that those people never say, hey, I wish I would have played it safer. I wish I would have worked more. I wish I would have taken more time at the office. I wish I would have been doing more busy work. All of those people say that they wish that they would have spent more time with family, more time building a legacy, more time being the best version of them. And the thing is, is, is the best version, I'm going to get closer when I say this, the best version of each one of us here is a little bit different, right? I can't define to you 
what your best life looks like. Nor can the next person define what my best life looks like. I know in my heart of hearts what I desire to do and what I don't desire to do. And I know what are petty desires of the flesh. I know what are fear-based, insecure emotions that keep me from being the things that I need to be. And my heart goes out to this family because, fuck man, um, I've just seen so much fucking death in the last year. Maybe it's because I've been paying more attention to it. Maybe it's because I have experienced it at an intimate level recently. But I legitimately don't feel like I can go a day or two without seeing somebody experiencing the pain of death. And even just talking about this reminds me, I need to call my mom when I'm done with this live, and I'm going to. Because it doesn't, nothing's guaranteed. There's nothing here for any of us that's guaranteed. You're not guaranteed to be happy. It's a choice to be satisfied. It's a choice to have peace of mind. It's a choice to be the best version of yourself. It's a choice to put your health first, both mentally, spiritually, and physically. We have to arrange our lives. And even if you do all of those properly, there's a reasonable chance that you could get hit by a bus. Something bad could happen. You might just have genetics that predispose you to having a heart attack or a stroke or maybe some sort of intestinal issue or God knows what. You just might roll the dice one day and come up snake eyes. And I know that none of these people who I've known who have lost somebody, not one of those people, myself included, could honestly say, I wish I'd worked more instead of spending more time with that person. I had to go through it when Cassie passed. I had to go through it and ask myself, well, if I wasn't working so much, would I have noticed? Would I have been able to make a meaningful impact? Is there something I could have done? I blamed myself. I blamed everybody. I blamed everything. I blamed God for a little bit. But eventually I came to a massively powerful conclusion that just sometimes things happen. And I answered the question this morning when I was thinking about this. Do I wish if I had the chance to go back that I had worked less and spent more meaningful time with her? And the answer is yes. I mean, at the time I was like, man, we were in debt. We just bought this house. We just got this business started. We're just literally tens of thousands of dollars in debt. I need to work my dick off to be able to get our debt under control. And my the thing is, is that my my motivation was noble. The motivation behind dads that work constantly so much that they're not even at home for their kids in a meaningful way is noble. But your kids don't give a fuck if you make 80K or if you make 50K. I mean, they might, some, let's be honest, all of us when we were children were embarrassed by our parents. We were all embarrassed that we didn't have nicer shit. We all measured ourselves by what we could wear to school and not the spiritual and emotional things that we should have. But that's just childish. It's part of being a kid, all right? But what I'm saying is that when they grow up, as a 37-year-old man, I don't look back and say, I truly wish my mother would have worked more. My grandmother, but the woman who raised me. Wish she'd had to spend even more time at work. And she was raising me alone. She was doing what she had to do to make ends meet. She had a career. I was the fourth child that she'd raised because she'd raised her three daughters and now she was raising her grandchild. And so I don't look at that with judgment. What, what I'm saying 
is that to me, the difference between her making 40 or 50K would have been not even noticeable. I would not have even known the difference. And the difference between me making 100 or 200K, my children will not notice the fucking difference. But they will notice an absentee father. They will notice an absentee mother. They will notice absentee anything. They'll notice when you break their promises to them. They'll notice when you choose to put other things and prioritize other things above them. Excuse me. And what I've learned from being so close and intimate with death over and over and over and over again is that we just have to love and cherish every moment. It's not about whether or not you have the coolest experiences. It's also not about whether or not you go on vacation the most and take the coolest pictures for your Facebook. Do you have conversations that inspire you with the people that are close to you? Do you realize that every time you talk to somebody, it might be the last fucking time you talk to them and that to talk to them with anything but love, respect, and gratitude for having them in your life is an absolute nightmarishly short-sighted thing to do, but we all do it. Do you realize that we take the things that come freely and are the most important and most valuable to us for granted? We take our health for granted, but it comes freely. I mean, it does take effort too, but it takes, it get, it's, it, we're freely given our health at birth and we have to steward it. We're freely given the love of our children. We have to steward it. We're freely given the love of our parents and they must steward both of those relationships. And sometimes that doesn't work out. But the matter of fact, the reality of it is that the most important things that are in the fucking world come freely to us. The ability to control your thoughts and emotions, or at least to understand that those thoughts and emotions don't control who you fucking are. And I have a fervent prayer that we may all learn to have a positive, loving, lasting, and powerful relationship with our Creator so that we can have a lasting, powerful, consistent, and fierce conversation with reality and the people around us, and ourselves included. To not take any second for granted. Life is a gratitude test. It's a test to see how grateful and loving you can be at the best of times, at the worst of times, at the every type of time there can be. To put it as simply as possible, I might fucking die in the next second. There's really no guarantees. I can try to shore up some stuff. I can try to prepare. I can try to make it less probable. But we don't know. And I know for sure, that none of the people whom I have lost do I wish I had spent more time fucking around doing other things and less time fucking with them. I don't regret things in a way that I'm like, man, I fucking hate myself. But I do allow myself to feel the emotion of regret when it comes to things like this because it teaches me through the pain of knowing the things that I know in retrospect. You know, hindsight has 20-20 vision when you choose to experience it. And I just, I know guys, I know without the shred of a fucking doubt, I know from losing Cassie, losing my cousins, my father, I know from losing my uncles, all died before their time. Every fucking one of those people I just mentioned died before their time. 
and young in many cases, I know without the shred of a doubt that life is short and precious and that no moment is guaranteed to us and it is our responsibility to steward that time that we do have with as much love as possible. Love is wisdom. Love is showing gratitude. It's showing compassion. It's forgiving the people who you don't talk to because you have some pride that's been wounded. It's choosing to stop with the negativity and negative emotions. I'm not saying that positive people don't experience them. I'm saying that we don't fucking live in them. And to choose love and connection and the power that we have together when we bring our creator in front of us and put our creator in between us and every relationship because our creator will fucking teach us that it's irrelevant. All of the stuff that you might do to me or vice versa is fucking irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. If we choose to act with love towards one another. We don't even have to worry about the things that we did to hurt one another if we act with love towards one another. But you can't do that shit alone. Your flesh will fail you. One day this body will break down and I will be nothing more than a memory. But can the impact that I make in my life and can the memory that I leave behind be strong enough that even if people don't remember my fucking name, that one day the impact I've had will travel through generations and positively shape the future of the human race. You don't have a lot of time. Use it wisely. Love the people around you fiercely. So today, I'm going to ask you to do something really fucking scary. I want you to have a conversation with your loved ones and yourself and your creator about your mortality. It says in the Bible that our lives are nothing more than a breath. It's no longer than the width of your hand. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can see it, like goosebumps on my fucking scalp right now. <laughs> it's short, guys. It's short. Make it mean something. Big love.